Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, March 1st, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio. Beantown Athletics is Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownathletics.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. And even though the NFL season is over, you can still use my promo code for NBA, NHL, and even the PGA Tour. That's right, even golf contests. I know some people who have used my promo code for NASCAR contests. That's right, NASCAR. So go to DraftKings.com right now or download the DraftKings app and use promo code PICK, that's P-I-C, to play for free with your first deposit. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, March 1st. And a little reminder, head down to Florian Hall tonight in Dorchester at 6 o'clock. Nick Collins will be holding his campaign kickoff event tonight on this Thursday, March 1st. Nick Collins is a good friend of mine. He's running for state senate. The event is 6 to 9 o'clock, begins at 6, ends at 9. Again, Nick Collins' campaign kickoff event for State Senate at Florian Hall in Dorchester. I will be there, and I hope to see you there as well. It begins at 6. That said, moving on to the show. What's going on in the world of sports? Well, the NFL Combine is underway in Indianapolis. I don't spend any time on the NFL Combine on this show. I really don't. I mean... I think the NFL Combine is, it really is for people who are just obsessed with football. The game, not the NFL, the game. College football, high school football, the NFL, all of it combined. Maybe one day the XFL again when that thing starts in 2020, whatever that's going to look like. But, I mean, you know, I love the NFL. Obviously, the Patriots are one of the best teams in the league year in and year out as long as Belichick and Brady are around. But, I mean, my love for the NFL does not translate into a love for the NFL Combine. I just, I'm not there. And I don't think I ever will be there. I don't ever watch the Combine. I don't ever pay attention to anything that's going on with the Combine. Some people do. I think that's borderline psychotic. But these are people who have an obsession with not the NFL, but the sport in general. So I don't have that type of obsession with the sport. I love the NFL, but that's about it. I'm not a big college football guy. I'll, I'll pay attention to college football at the beginning, and then I'll pay attention at the end, especially now with the college football playoff. But I'm strictly just an NFL guy, and that doesn't draw me to the NFL combine. It doesn't. You need to have an obsession with the sport in general. I don't have that obsession with all levels of the sport. So the combine's underway. I'm not going to spend any time on that. NFL teams have until Tuesday, March 6th, next Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, at 4 o'clock, Tuesday, March 6th, at 4 o'clock Eastern time. That's when they have to use the franchise tag by. So you got to place the tag on someone by Tuesday, March 6th. If you're going to use it, you don't have to use the franchise tag, but if you are going to use it, you have to use it by Tuesday, March 6th at 4 o'clock. And then the new league year in the NFL and free agency officially begins on March 14th, which is in two weeks. Then you have the NFL draft on April 26th. 
Then outside of football, you got spring training rolling along uh, with regards to the Red Sox. Now that the J.D. Martinez thing is official, you know, Hanley Ramirez has a new quote every day that is just showing us that he's pretty confident he's going to have a big year in 2018. Well, you got to put your money where your mouth is. That's the way I look at Hanley Ramirez right now. He can say all he wants in February and March, but go out and do it. And go out and do it for a full season. Because you're going to have to now do it at first base. And right now he's saying he wants to play first base. He's saying he wants to play 150-plus games at first base. I'll believe it when I see it. Because all the other things that we've heard from Hanley Ramirez last year was that he didn't want to play first base at all. But now all of a sudden he does. And J.D. Martinez is going to be the D.H. It could put Alex Cora, the new manager, in a tough position at some point. And look, as the manager of the Red Sox, you've got to be able to figure out tough positions and tough situations. But I think everything we know about Hanley Ramirez, it's he's not necessarily an easy guy to deal with, right? When it comes to things like this. So he can say everything that he wants publicly. He's got to show it to me. And, and there's a long way to go before we actually get to regular season baseball and meaningful baseball. So spring training rolls along. Anything, that, anything crazy that happens in spring training, I will react to it on this show, but nothing right now. And then the NBA and NHL, they begin their stretch run into the playoffs for the next month and a half. Selection Sunday is March 11th, which is just one week from this coming Sunday. So the NCAA tournament begins in two weeks, right? Begins in two weeks. Um, Not next week, the week after that. And, of course, the NCAA is involved in another scandal. College basketball, another scandal. Players being paid. I mean, I guess it's breaking news because... You know, there are new names and new teams and new coaches that that we're finding out about involved in this stuff. But just in a vacuum, uh, this shouldn't be breaking news to anybody. Like The fact that college basketball programs, and, and it extends past basketball. It's football and it's other sports. The idea that college programs are paying players to go to their school instead of another school. Top players to go to their school instead of another school. That is not new. One. Two. Um, it's it. Just because we hear about certain teams and certain players doesn't mean they're the only teams and they're the only players. I think this is happening all over the place. So I'm not shocked by any of this. My reaction to the latest NCAA college basketball scandal is no shit. No shit. Uh... I I don't spend too much time on that only because I expect these reports to continue to come out because I know what's happening. It's just common sense. And I think that the more people find a way to accept this, the closer we will get to the NCAA actually finding a way to pay players to play college sports. (laughs) And, and, I think these players can make a very good case for why they should be paid. To play college sports. So um, I'm not shocked by any of this. And people can try to make it into this big scandal all they want. Just because it goes against the rules of, of everything that the NCAA says. But how much money is the NCAA making off these kids? How much money are the, are the schools making off these kids? I mean, you know, the kids should get something. And they are getting something. It's just technically illegal. And that's why it's breaking news. But if you are functioning... 
with any common sense whatsoever, when you watch college sports, you should know that, you know, this is something that, that is happening now, that happened before, and will continue to happen. And we'll continue to see, you know, breaking news and teams and players. They have their championship banners removed. Well, I always say this, you know, you know what you can't do? You can't delete the internet. We all know who won when. I don't need to see a banner hanging from somebody's rafters to know that they won the national championship this year, that this player helped this you know, university or college win a championship. I don't need to see the actual banner. We all know what's in the history books. So um, while the NCAA tries to figure that out, I'll sit here and tell you it's happening, and it's happened before, and it's going to continue to happen. So let's move on. And when we move on, and just check out the schedule for what we have coming up here because... Look, this can be known as a downtime in professional sports coverage. It can be. I mean, there's a period after the Super Bowl where you go through for a good month, month and a half where you might not get much stuff. Now, we're fortunate in this town in Boston that that we have a lot of things going on. And there are some juicy rumors that are out there that people are reacting to. And the biggest one, really, for the last month or since the Patriots lost the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52 to the Philadelphia Eagles. One of the biggest storylines and juiciest rumors in this town, really, maybe even in all of sports, during this dead period, is the idea that Rob Gronkowski could retire from the NFL, could leave the Patriots, walk away from a game that he is one of the best at, leave and do something else, whether it's go to Hollywood and become an actor, whether it's go to the WWE and become a WWE superstar, this rumor that Gronk is going to get up and leave has sort of taken on a life of its own. And if you've been listening to me for the last month, you know what my thought process is with Rob Gronkowski and his future, or should I say, you know, the near future, the next two or three years. My, My thought on this has always been simple. Rob Gronkowski is not leaving the NFL. He is not walking away from the New England Patriots. And I say that for multiple reasons. And, and I've been yelling and screaming about this. And I've talked about this really in the last eight podcasts. It's something that keeps coming up, though, so I have to keep reacting to it. Gronk is a unique talent, right? He's 28. He's going to turn 29, what, in May of this year? He's going to turn 29 years old. He's a unique talent. And he finds himself in a unique situation where when you look at the National Football League, take a look at the National Football League. Every offseason, we see a new record-breaking contract from a free agent or maybe even somebody that's not a free agent, somebody that might, I don't know, have have a year left on his deal, reworks the contract, something gets done. Every single year, every single offseason, we see this record-breaking deal with record-breaking guaranteed money. And guaranteed money is the key. Don't, don't talk to me about NFL contracts and numbers and average annual salary and salary cap hits and, and base salary and, and, and incentives. Don't give me that shit. It's about one thing in the NFL to these players. And I don't blame them for it. They, they should want this. One thing. It's about guaranteed money. If you're not getting guaranteed money in this league, in the National Football League, you're not really getting anything. Because the teams, as we know, can cut you, can cut your ass whenever they want. They can take your playbook, they can walk you to your car, and that's it. There's nothing guaranteed. 
outs, you know, you talk about base salary, cap hits, cash, incentives, all you want. It's all about guaranteed money. And in a league in which that is so important to all these players, again, which it should be, and in a league where since it's important, they're getting it, and you, it's almost like every time we, <laughs> every time I, I go to NFL.com or, or turn on the TV on ESPN, there's a record-breaking contract that sees somebody getting record-breaking guaranteed money. Now, most of the time, it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. But it most, it's, a, it's a big name. Usually, it's a big name. And um, Gronk finds himself in a unique situation where he's one of the NFL's most talented players. He's one of the NFL's most dominant players. And I don't just mean right now. I mean, arguably in the history of the league, he's a tight end. He's an absolute monster. He really can't be covered, right? His physical capabilities to go along with his agility and his athleticism. Um, Rob Gronkowski is arguably, and I don't even know if it's arguably, he is one of the most dangerous weapons in the history of the National Football League from an offensive perspective. And yet, you look at his career and you look at his contracts and you look at the money that he's been paid in this league, which is a physical sport, as physical as it comes. We know the physical toll that this league has taken on his body. We understand his injury history. The Patriots understand his injury history. Rob Gronkowski, his agent, his family, they understand his in- injury history. And um, with all of that, Gronk has been playing under a contract his entire NFL career that really isn't, you know, really doesn't pay him what he is, which is one of the most dangerous weapons in the history of the National Football League. And again, he's 28. It's going to be 29 in May. And uh, the Patriots lose the Super Bowl. Gronk, again, the injury history. And he is not committing to 2018. He's, he's not committing to that. Now, he's being asked. He's, he's being asked because I, I do find it somewhat humorous that we actually keep having to talk about, well, Rob Gronkowski, he has not committed to 2018. And, and I look at that and go, well, I mean, what are we going to do? Go around the league and ask every single player if they're going to come back for 2018 while they're under contract? Last time I checked, Rob Gronkowski has two more years left on this current deal. But you have to look at the deal itself and combine that with the player that we're talking about and just how good and talented and dominant this player is. Rob Gronkowski signed a six-year extension. What was it, in 2012? And um, it's a six-year extension, and it was the extension on top of his, his rookie contract. Then... The Patriots had the option to pick up, I think it was the final four years of that contract. They had a deadline to do that, and they did. And it led to a Rob Gronkowski tweet, if you can remember that tweet, where did it imply he was taking a pay cut of some sort? I don't know the exact tweet, but obviously there was a reason why he tweeted that. He can say he was joking all he wants. Rob Gronkowski is a businessman. We know that. I mean, he's, his family is, you know, his family's a bunch of businessmen. It's the Gronkowski family business, and they function as such. So when he throws out a comment about that about that contract and the Patriots picking up the option, uh, I don't think 
that's just an innocent comment. I think he tried to make it and turn it into an innocent comment and an innocent tweet, but I don't I don't think it was. I think that Gronk was showing he was unhappy with the contract. Then his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, Rob Gronkowski, the Patriots, they got together and they worked out a deal that would sort of rework the contract and restructure it in a way where it would be incentive-based, performance-based. And if Rob Gronkowski reached those incentives and matched the performances that they talked about in the restructuring of the contract, then he would get more money. So it's it's been a unique situation for Rob Gronkowski with regards to his contract because right now, Gronk, being as dominant as he is at 28 years old, going to be 29 in May, he is playing in order for him to get the money that he deserves as one of the most dangerous players in the league and in the history of the league, he has to reach certain incentives. Now, nobody is judging how easy or how difficult any of these incentives are. But the whole idea, the whole principle, the the premise of this, that Rob Gronkowski, being as good as he is, has to make his money through incentives, just the general idea of that, to me, is somewhat offensive. And if I'm offended by that, what do you think Gronk and Drew Rosenhaus think? What, what, what do you think's going through their mind? And so what I told you from the get-go was all these things that you're hearing, Gronk going to Hollywood, Gronk wants to go to WWE right now, Gronk is considering his future and has not committed to 2018, all of these things have to do with his contract. That's, that's, that's all this is. All these are, and I've told you this from, from that Super Bowl post-game press conference from Gronk in which he's asked about his future and he says, oh, I, I don't know I don't know where you heard that, but um, I'm going to take some time to, to, think, to think this thing over. Would not commit to 2018. There's a method to their madness. There's a reason behind this plan, and this plan, it's just a bunch of threats. Rob Gronkowski was never going anywhere. I told you that since day one. Not going anywhere. Not leaving the Patriots. And um, it seems like, and I don't know if it's because there's nothing else to talk about, but it seems like a lot of people in this town bought into what Gronk was was saying, or should I say not saying, by not committing to 2018. The WWE stuff. You know, he's out there tweeting. His buddy Mojo Rowley is tweeting about it. Um, you know, and people wanted to talk about how much this, this was actually a possibility. Gronk was in the ring at WrestleMania a couple years ago and he, he ends up spearing Jinder Mahal and he's in the ring. I mean, he was with the Patriots at the time and and people saying, well, he could go do this full time. This is what he wants to do. His buddy's involved. The Rock is actually recruiting him to go to Hollywood. That could also lead to some WWE connections. Uh, Gronk is gone. He's leaving. I'm amazed, actually, by how many people actually bought into that. And um, if you were looking for a little clarity, if you didn't want to listen to me, and you, you thought, Danny, you don't know what you're talking about. We need somebody who's got the inside sources on this to, to, to make us feel better, to, to let us know that Gronk's returning. If you needed that type of clarity from somebody else. You got it yesterday. You got it on Wednesday. Because Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, first there was a tweet, then there was a video a video hit that he did on NFL Network. I'll play the audio in just a second. But uh, Ian Rappaport, he tweeted out Wednesday at about, I think it was like 
2, 2 o'clock, maybe a little earlier than that. I don't know the exact time. Don't call me on the time that he tweeted it out. But uh, it was in the afternoon. That's important, and I'll tell you why that's important in a minute. But it was in, in the afternoon. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, tweets. He says, quote, The expectation is that Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski will return for 2018 after pondering his future, I'm told. He may never make a grand announcement, but the belief is entertainment opportunities, acting WWE, will wait. End quote. That's the tweet from Ian Rappaport, NFL Network. And I look at that tweet and I'm like, well, he's not going to make a grand announcement because why would he have to make a grand announcement? He's not a free agent. Um, He's under contract. There doesn't have to be a grand announcement. He's under contract for two more years. All he does is show up and play football. That's that. That's what he's under contract for. I, I agree. The contract is not a good contract. It's not right that he's playing for incentives, but he doesn't have to make a grand announcement about anything. So if you needed that type of clarification on Gronk's future, you got it from Ian Rappaport, not just in the form of a tweet, but also in the form of a video hit on NFL Network. And here's the audio of that, Ian Rappaport, talking about Gronk. We do have some more insight. And as far as I can tell, the Patriots have not been informed anything official, and they may not be. Uh, Gronkowski has been pretty low-key about uh, things personally and, and how he handles his career. I would expect that to continue. I also reached out to agent Drew Rosenhaus, who has represented Gronkowski through the balance of his career. He said he has really nothing to add about his status. What I am told, though, is he took several weeks off to kind of let loose and put football in the back of his mind and really kind of set himself free after football. Uh, He did ponder retirement. He did discuss potentially moving to another venue, WWE for once, uh, maybe Hollywood. But the belief now is those things will come after his football career. The belief now, Mike, is that Gronkowski will continue his football career with the Patriots. I know it was a difficult year physically for him, and certainly he's been through a lot. But right now, I have not talked to one person who believes Rob Gronkowski will retire. The expectation is he's back in a Patriots uniform in 2018. All right, so that's Ian Rappaport, and I've been, te- I've been trying to tell you that now for a month, for close to a month, that Gronk isn't going anywhere. He's not leaving. Um, and I'm glad finally people, maybe they won't, but hopefully people will, will start to agree with me now that, uh, you hear Ian Rappaport actually say it. So Gronk's not leaving. I tried to tell you that from the get go and, and something I tweeted out yesterday was, and before all this stuff came out was, you know, if Gronk was going to retire, and this was just one of my other questions that I had for all the people that bought into this, if Gronk is going to retire this off season. What's he waiting for? Like, what is he waiting for? I don't get it. Is he waiting for the road to WrestleMania? Uh, to, is he waiting for Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon to figure out their plans for WrestleMania 34? What is it, on April 8th in New Orleans? Is he trying to wait until they schedule that and see what his role could be in WrestleMania? What is Gron- If Gronk's going to retire, why hasn't he already retired? You know why he hasn't already retired? Because, one, he's not. And, two, he's trying to use it as leverage. He's using these threats to try to get some leverage in a negotiation with the New England Patriots. He's trying to get the Patriots back to the negotiation table. And, you know, there's a couple reports out there in which his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, is saying, well, I have no idea what's going on. This is personal with Gronk. I don't know. 
you don't know? On what planet would the agent Drew Rosenhaus, with one of his most important clients, not know about the future of that client? <laughs> so, but, but he has to say that because if Drew Rosenhaus started talking on the record and started telling people that he knows what's going on and that, and that you know, here's what Gronk wants to do, here's what he's doing. If Rosenhaus looks like he's involved in this in any way, they show their hand. And, and, they, and what the hand is, they want a better contract. And if Rosenhaus is involved, then everybody will know what this is about. I know what this is about because I'm not a fucking idiot. All right? I'm actually, I'm surprised by how many people bought into all this stuff. I really am. I'm surprised by it. Um, so after the, the Ian Rappaport tweet, in the afternoon, a couple hours later, this is why the, the timetable for that is important. A couple hours later, Rob Gronkowski tweeted, hashtag clueless, with an emoji that was had someone shrugging. Clueless. We have no idea what he's talking about. But I think there was, did Mojo Rowley embed that tweet or quote that tweet and say, you got to hit me up or something, you got to talk to me. Again, they're playing it up. We we have to stop looking at social media as the be-all, end-all for how these guys feel. Like, it's Twitter. Gronk just tweeted a fucking emoji. And and I'm supposed to then believe, oh, no, he Ian Rappaport's, his sources are wrong. Gronk's gone. He's, oh, Mojo Rowley's tweeting about it? Oh, he's, oh, he's good as gone. How could this happen, Gronk? Please, no. Last week, Gronk tweeted an inspirational quote, or it was supposed to be an inspirational quote. And it, 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 first of all, there were grammatical errors to the inspirational quote. All right. One of the words was spelt wrong, and he used the word be one too many times, and so the sentence didn't even make sense. And that just goes to show you, you know, where we're at, where they're at, where he's at with regards to the intelligence of a proper proper public negotiation. I, I just think the, the thing is so insane. The idea that Gronk is going to leave the NFL right now at 28, 29 years old when they have so much more to accomplish and they're most likely going to accomplish the stuff that I'm thinking they could, which is win another Super Bowl. Gronk just continuing to put up huge numbers. The fact that Gronk would walk away from that to go to the WWE is insane to me because there is no guarantee he would be a WWE superstar. All right, everybody in the WWE is known as a WWE superstar, I guess. But what, you tell me Gronk is going to be good on the mic? He's going to be good at cutting promos? No, he's not. He's, what are you talking about? The only reason we laugh and think that Gronk is entertaining on the mic right now is because that's not his job to be on the mic. So it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be entertaining. But it's entertaining because that's not his job. When you go to the WWE, you're not just a wrestler. You don't have to just perform moves and and sell moves that you get hit with. You got to be good on the mic. And if you're not good on the mic, it's going to be tough for people to buy into you. And uh, I don't think Gronk would be good on the mic if his job was to be good on the mic. I really don't. I really don't. So the idea that he would even go to WWE full-time, there's no guarantee that he's a success there. And I just think that it would be a bad move for him and it would be a bad business decision because his family 
would suffer the consequences of that. I mean, his brother's got products. They, they got the Gronk Fitness. The whole family is functioning under the Gronkowski family business model, which is only successful because Rob is a NFL superstar. Not a WWE superstar, an NFL superstar. Because again, if he goes to WWE, there's no guarantee that he's a success there. And in fact, I would put my money on the fact that he wouldn't be that good in WWE on a full-time basis. And then you got the whole Hollywood thing. Come on, what, you think Gronk is going to be a famous Hollywood actor? (laughs) Right? An award-winning actor? Like, I mean, give me a break. Gronk is great at football. To walk away from that right now is utterly insane. But why would he consider walking away? Well, the things that I just told you, how good he is in the NFL, if he's sitting back looking at his contract, looking at the rest of the league and seeing that he's still playing for fucking incentives, they have some leverage. And that leverage is people believe him when he talks about the WWE. People believe him when he talks about acting. People retweet him and look at his inspirational things that he says on Twitter. And they talk about it on radio. They write columns about it. They write blogs about it. They buy into what Gronkowski does. And I mean, I just think there's always been a method to his madness because he is a businessman at the end of the day. And two years ago, when he's in the ring at WrestleMania sparing Jinder Mahal, I think he, I think they saw this coming. Hey, we'll show up at WrestleMania. Can we do something? Can we get involved? A couple of years from now, hey, at the, at the end of this current six-year extension, when we want some more money and we want some more guaranteed money, and we know that Tom Brady's at the end of his career, and the Patriots might be somewhat desperate to make a couple final runs under the Tom Brady era, we got this in our back pocket. You always have to have something in your back pocket. I don't care what business you're in. Even in my business, okay? I, you got to have something in your back pocket at all times. It's important. It's crucial. You might never use it. You might never pull it out, but you have to have it. At all times. And if you do pull it out, you got to make sure before you pull it out, you have something else to replace it with. You always have to have something in your back pocket in any business. You have to. And I think Gronk has this in his back pocket. The WWE card. The acting situation. Hollywood effect, if you will. And uh, I think it's all about getting more money. It's all... It's since day one, since the moment that Mike Florio tweeted that out the day of the Super Bowl that I don't know where he's like, oh, I don't know. There's a percentage that Rob Gronkowski could retire after this game. And then Gronk's asked about it after the game. And he's like, oh, I don't know where you heard that. Oh, geez. Where did he hear it? I don't. I, yeah, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> um, I know where he heard it. He heard it from Gronk. And people bought in. And I'm surprised at how many people bought in. But you know what the next thing you're going to hear is? Even now after Ian Rappaport's report. Because Gronk is going to obviously continue to play the I'm retiring card. Oh, you don't believe me? I'll retweet the WWE. I'll have Stephanie McMahon tweet something out. Right? Gronk's going to play this up. Because he wants more money. And uh, the Patriots are going to see this. And they're going to say, well, two can play this game. Two can play this game. And and I, I will guarantee you, the next report that you see, the next report that you see on this Gronkowski situation will be that the Patriots are listening to trade offers for Gronk. 
That's the, that's the next report that you're going to see, that the Patriots are listening to trade offers for Gronk. Now, that might not be true. Or if it is true, they might know that deep down inside they're never going to pull the trigger on a deal for trading Gronk. But the Patriots will look at this and go, hey, you want to go all out and have a public negotiation for whatever reason? Then we could, the two could play this game. We could play it too. And the hope there will be that Gronk sees that and says, well, I know what Belichick has done in the past. He's sent players with a lot of talent to places that I don't want to go. Um, I mean, maybe he forced me into retirement if he traded me to Cleveland, right? And deep down inside, I don't think Gronk wants to retire. I think he just wants more money. But that's the next report you're going to hear. I will guarantee it. Somebody will report that. And it will come from the Patriots. They will purposely leak it. Bill Belichick will call Mike Reese and say, hey, we are listening to office for Rob Gronkowski. You heard this from an anonymous source in the Patriots organization. And he's going to hang up the phone. <laughs> and he'll report it. She- or Schefter, somebody is going to report something along those lines. It's probably not going to be true. It's going to be the same thing that Rob Gronkowski's been doing. But eventually, they'll get in the same room. Eventually, Rosenhaus will get in the same room with the Patriots. And they'll work something out. Because as much as we could talk about the Patriots then coming back and maybe saying two could play this game, there isn't a single person in the Patriots organization. There isn't one individual in that organization that wants to see Rob Gronkowski in next year's Royal Rumble during the bye week before the Super Bowl while the Patriots are preparing for Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. There isn't a single person in the Patriots organization that wants to be preparing for that Super Bowl game and watching Rob Gronkowski in the 2019 Royal Rumble match. There isn't anybody that wants that. So my point is that the Patriots want Gronk to play next year. And seeing the situation they're in as an organization, they're obviously all in on the Tom Brady era. They ended up talking Josh McDaniels into coming back or staying in New England at the last minute. He was going to go to Indy. You know, he goes in to pack his stuff, turn in his playbook, say his goodbyes and his thank yous. And Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick said, you know what? You're not going anywhere. We're not letting you leave the building. Tell us what you want. We already lost Patricia. We're all in on Tom Brady. If we lose you, you know, we don't want that. We got to keep, we got to win as much as we can here the next two or three years. And you need to be a part of that. And they didn't let him leave. And that mindset told me that they are all in on this right now. And if, they, if the Patriots are all in on this right now for the next two, three years, however long this window is, it's not a long window, it's a short window. So maybe I should say however short this window is. They're all in on this. Gronk's a part of that window. There isn't a single person in that Patriots organization that doesn't want him to be a part of that window. So they know the injury history. They understand that giving Gronk guaranteed money, more guaranteed money, looking at this contract, reworking it in a way where there is some guaranteed money. They give him a, you know, they add a third year to the deal. Hey, this is the Blake, I don't know. What Jacksonville did with Blake Bortles last week, could that be, like, could that be some type of blueprint for what you could do? I have no idea. Um, but Bortles had one year left on his contract. On his rookie contract, it was a fifth-year option that Jacksonville picked up, I think, for like $19 million. And uh, instead of letting him play for that, having him play for that this coming season, last week they got together and they said, let's rip that up and we'll give you a three-year contract. And 
and we'll give you, what's it, three years, 50-something mil, 26.5 mil guaranteed, right? 26.5 mil guaranteed. So maybe this, I don't know, maybe that there's something that the Patriots could do with Gronk where they, they give him a, a, an extension and they give him some guaranteed money, and I guarantee you that if the Patriots did that, Rob Gronkowski isn't going anywhere. But that's what he wants. That's what he, he wants that. He wants that conversation. He wants that negotiation. Rosenhaus wants it. They want the guaranteed money. I don't blame him. He deserves it. He should get it. Because Grunk knows, well, I am 28, 29. The injuries are something that are in my head. I mean, all this stuff, I think, all the thoughts that Grunk has, I think they're real thoughts. The injury concerns. Uh, the, the He wants to go to the WWE at some point, which I think at some point he will. I'm just telling you right now is not a good time for that. Vince McMahon is always going to have that contract ready for Gronk, whether it's in three years, in four years. They're always going to have that contract ready for him. The WWE is always going to be there for Gronk. And so is acting. So is Hollywood. The Hollywood's not going anywhere. The WWE's not going anywhere. But this window in which Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are still trying to win championships with the Patriots, that's not going to be there in four years. Patriots know it. Gronk knows it. But as much as Gronk, you know, yeah, he knows about his in all these emotions that he has, they're real emotions. I'm sure he feels them every offseason since he's been in the league. It's a physical game. His this game has taken a physical toll on his body, and he wants to be properly compensated for that. But the 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 only proper way to compensate a player in the NFL for that, a player of his magnitude, of his dominance, is by giving him guaranteed money. No more playing for incentives. He's got to be tired of that. As easy as those incentives might be. If Gronk, knowing his injury history, which he does, if he gets hurt in week one, and he's out for the season, and let's say it's a career and an injury, what's what's the contract like the next two, three years? What's the guaranteed money coming in then? Right? Under the contract that he's in? So he knows that. And the Patriots know that too. That's the risk. But there's got to be a middle ground. With a better contract than the incentive-based, performance-based contract that Gronk's playing under right now. And the only reason Gronk can get that, the only way Gronk can get that, is by threatening this. The only reason he is threatening WWE and Hollywood is to get that contract. And I think the Patriots should give it to him. I, I think they're going to give it to him. And maybe the biggest reason why why I've told you since day one that Gronk is not going anywhere, that he is not leaving the Patriots, he is not retiring, he is not going to WWE right now, he's not going to Hollywood right now, maybe the biggest reason I've been telling you that and I've felt so confident about that is because I don't think the Patriots are going to let him leave. And by that, I mean, I think at the end of the day, they're going to work something out where they do pay the man because it's going to be a similar situation to where McDaniels was like, all right, that's it. I'm out. And they said, come on, what do we got to do? Let's talk. What do we got to do? Tell us what we got to do. All right, we can't give you that much, but we'll give you a better deal than you got right now. Does that work? We need you. You're part of this. What we're doing right now is we are going all in on this window. And we want you to be part of that window. What can we do to make it happen? If Rob Gronkowski shows up at Foxborough with an empty cardboard box and Mojo Raleigh by his side, 
You think the Patriots are going to tell him, thanks for everything, hand in your playbook, and walk him to his car? You're out of your fucking mind if you think that's the way they're going to react to it, knowing how they're all in on the next two to three years. They would like Gronk to be involved in that. In fact, they're going to do, I think, whatever it takes to make sure Gronk's involved with that, and they are not going to let Gronk retire. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to let him do it. What, Brady and McDaniels have no say in this? Robert Kraft has no say in this? He's the one writing the fucking check. They have no say. They're not letting him leave. And that's why he's not going to leave. And he's not going to retire. And I'm glad someone like Ian Rappaport is coming out and reporting this. But Gronk tweets something else after that. And he's going to keep this thing going as, as long as he can publicly. Until he gets what he wants. But what he wants is more guaranteed money. They can deny that all they want. But I don't think Gronk... See, Gronk isn't going to play unless he gets a new deal. Unless he gets some of that guaranteed money. Again, it might be some hardball here for a little bit. But it eventually gets done. I think it eventually gets done. I do. Um, and I don't think Gronk retires. I don't think he goes anywhere. It could look... Maybe could get ugly a little bit. But again, money talks and money heals all in the business that they're in. Guaranteed money, that is. And I will sit here today on Thursday, March 1st, 2018, and guarantee you that Rob Gronkowski will be playing for the Patriots this coming season. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. So... As the offseason continues to roll on and whatever Gronk continues to tweet, I will react to it on this show. But I will tell you that Gronk will not be in the WWE this year, next year, or even the year after that. Maybe in four or five years we see Gronk in the WWE. That's perfectly fine. I think that's possible. But um, not right now. Not right now. Now, and speaking of WWE, I'm going to close out the show just with some thoughts, as you know. I'll give you a little segment on this podcast that I guess is now known as Tables, Lattice, and Takes. That's the self-proclaimed name. Is it official? Like, I don't have a logo for it or anything. I have created a playlist on my YouTube page for some wrestling takes that I've thrown up there. Tables, Lattice, and Takes. I, I threw that up there on the YouTube page, the couple wrestling tidbits or should I say reactions or opinions I threw that up my YouTube page because I was testing something out on my YouTube page really that's the only thing but I called the tables ladders and takes and um I actually like how it sounds and I do give you a WWE opinion a lot so I might as well create the segment and make it official tables ladders and takes Well, my take on the WWE right now to close out this show on Thursday, March 1st, 2018 is that the WWE road to WrestleMania is a little cloudy right now, but I actually think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that it's cloudy because one thing that the WWE, and and this is sort of playing off a rant that I had, was it Monday or maybe last Thursday? I don't know. My latest, my, my, my most recent WWE rant. No, it was Monday because it was right after Elimination Chamber, which was Sunday. So on Monday's podcast, I went on a rant about how the main event at WrestleMania is going to be Roman Reigns 
versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns won the Elimination Chamber. He's going to fight Lesnar. We know how that's going to end because Lesnar was taking pictures with Dana White. He's going to UFC. I think we all know that. Everybody knows that, which means we all know that Roman Reigns is going to win the Universal title from Brock Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania. And how entertaining is that, that we actually know the outcome of the biggest match at WrestleMania over a month before it happens? Is that entertaining? Is that exciting? Not really. And so the one thing that I've been saying about the WWE lately that they've been lacking is they're lacking that element of surprise. You know, I go back to when Chris Jericho showed up on New Japan Pro Wrestling and called out Kenny Omega, and you had that whole Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega feud. I told you that was great. That was old school WWF. That was the element of surprise that needs to exist. That element of surprise needs to exist. Now, there are always going to be some people that really dig into it and try to get deep into, what do you call them, the dirt sheets, if you will. I mean, I think they're a lot easier to find now on the internet and social media. You don't really need to look hard for them. But in the past, you kind of did. But because of that, because it was hard to look for them, there was the element of surprise to the average fan like myself. And uh, I think that's key. I think that's big. I think it's huge. And right now, one good thing that I'm seeing with the WWE, not necessarily with the Roman Reigns situation, though, they are trying to give that storyline an element of surprise where Brock Lesnar didn't show on Monday Night Raw. Please. I mean, that was planned. Anybody, anybody who believes that Lesnar no-showed and wasn't supposed to and it's a contract situation, they're trying to make it interesting because they know that it's a pretty straightforward storyline and everybody knows how it's going to end. So they have to do everything they can to try and make that interesting by giving it some element of surprise. Because now you'll watch next Monday night and you'll you'll wonder, well, is Brock Lesnar going to show up? And maybe maybe he doesn't again. I mean, we're close to six weeks. It's six weeks away, WrestleMania. Over a month away, April 8th in New Orleans. Right now it's March 1st. So you got some time to play with that storyline and try to make it a little bit more interesting and try to add some type of element of surprise, even though we all know how it's going to end. But I think with a real element of surprise kicks in for WrestleMania, and what I like about the WWE right now is with John Cena's storyline. Because the rumor was out there that John Cena was going to fight The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And I told you on this show that the only way that's a good match I'd like to see is if They really get old-school WWF on us and make that a casket match. And John Cena closes the casket on The Undertaker, and that's how they end it. That's how The Undertaker's career ends. One One last ride in the casket out of WrestleMania, right? That would be a fitting way to end it, I think. But I don't know that they're gonna do that. Um, but that was the, the match that's been teased, Cena versus Undertaker. Not a casket match. I said it should be a casket match, but they're not going to give that to us. Undertaker versus John Cena. Everybody in the internet knows it's going to happen. So John Cena teases it, and then he says it's not going to happen, and the storyline is that he's looking for a storyline for WrestleMania, which I think is great, because Cena shows up on SmackDown after being on Raw the night before, he beats AJ Styles, and it puts Cena in the main event at the Fastlane pay-per-view, which is the SmackDown pay-per-view, and it's, what is it, a five-man or a six-man match for the WWE Championship, and uh, 
obviously, you know, the winner of that match will face the Royal Rumble winner, Shinsuke Nakamura, for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. So, it adds an intriguing storyline, but I here's what I think is going to happen. Like, I still think it's going to be John Cena versus The Undertaker. I think that they're, they're trying to add an element of surprise. My theory is this. I think The Undertaker shows up at Fastlane somehow. Like, the lights go out, something happens, and we that's when we'll know, all right, The Undertaker's involved, and maybe he costs John Cena. Like, you kind of need a reason for Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania, don't you? Like, you need a reason for it. You just can't throw it together. And I think we've been waiting for what that storyline could be. This could be the storyline. John Cena mentioned The Undertaker. The Undertaker didn't like it. Cena gets into another storyline for the WWE Championship. They'll tease that he could win the world title for the 17th time. And then the lights go out. Undertaker costs John Cena his 17th championship and his main event moment. So that's when they fight at WrestleMania, right? Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, how is it an element of surprise, Danny, if you just played it all out in your head and told us what's going to happen? Again, this is just my theory. It might not. But doesn't it make it a little bit more interesting, a little bit more entertaining that that we could, that we can sit here and try to guess while not knowing the element of surprise? The WWE needs, needs to get back to that. There's not much of that going around in, in that industry right now. And, and it's a reason why, you know, I've been watching a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, the Bullet Club. You know, they got Kenny Omega was the leader of Bullet Club. Now he's fighting another member of Bullet Club at their event in New Orleans, which, by the way, is the night before WrestleMania in the same in the same place, in New Orleans. It was a Ring of Honor Supercard. It's Cody versus Kenny. Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega. Battle of the Bullet Club. You know, you're, you're watching that storyline going, is Kenny Omega in Bullet Club anymore? What is, the, what is going on there? And, you know, there is part of me Outside of that Undertaker theory that I told you about. There's part of me that wonders. And I know people say, well, Kenny Omega just signed a contract. He's not going anywhere. He's not leaving New Japan. It doesn't matter. This, that, the other thing. If the WWE is, they know, they finally know they're losing Brock Lesnar. And they need to, they need to do something. You know, they can't just look at Bobby Lashley as the savior for the WWE. They need a WWE needs to do something. They're losing Lesnar. They need to add somebody. All right, Kenny Omega just signed a new contract with New Japan Pro. Is there no is there no way to get out of that? That contract? There's no way to get out of that. WWE doesn't have enough money to make that happen still and get him out of that. There's nothing they can do? I don't know about that. Especially seeing Chris Jericho and what he's done for New Japan and the relationship that he still has with WWE. I mean, Chris Jericho went, fought at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom, created a t-shirt, the Alpha Club t-shirt, which is obviously a, you know, mocking the Bullet Club t-shirt. And uh, then Chris Jericho showed up while he's in, he's involved in a storyline in New Japan against Naito. They're going to fight at some point. Jericho's on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it was the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, but he was still on it. He was still on it with the Alpha Club t-shirt on. So it makes me think whether or not these, you know, New Japan Pro, WWE, just, are they in cahoots at all? 
for anything. Like I think, you know, I think UFC and WWE and coach. Like I think, I think they got something going there. Like I told you, ESPN and WWE had something going there, which I still think they do. And uh, I wonder about New Japan Pro, and I wonder about Kenny Omega, and I wonder that that night before WrestleMania, if they officially, like if Cody beats Omega and they officially kick Omega out of Bullet Club, if the very next night, could you imagine the pup in that place in New Orleans? If Kenny Omega came out as John Cena's opponent, could you imagine what that place... Now, I get it. Realistically, Omega's under contract. Realistically, the WWE would like John Cena to be in an actual match to promote it before WrestleMania. I get that. They don't want him just having no match. But could you imagine if they play this out, Cena can't find an opponent, and, you know, he gets into the ring at WrestleMania, and he... He gives a promo and he says, uh, anybody, is there anybody out there that thinks they can beat me and have their WrestleMania moment right now? Anybody, because I can't find anybody, so somebody's going to have to come out. Could you imagine if Kenny Omega came out, the pup at WrestleMania 34? I mean, it would be the biggest story of WrestleMania. It would. It'd be the biggest story of WrestleMania. And could you, Im- I mean, could you imagine? That would be insane. Now, I know you could say I'm living in a dream world. I get it. But it adds, I mean, it, 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 it's a reason why I think that's a good thing that they're doing with Cena's storyline with the WWE. It adds to, to the element of surprise. Like, we can come up with theories like that because we don't tec- technically know what John Cena is going to be doing at WrestleMania. That's a great thing for the industry. Great thing. Um, I would love to see that happen. I just, I wouldn't put my money on it because again, I think the WWE would want John Cena. They'd want to promote an actual opponent for him leading up to the event. But, you know, if they really wanted to shock the world, Ring of Honor, they have their event in New Orleans the night before. And I I don't know. Could it be a one-time appearance? Like, like Jericho did a one-time appearance in New Japan? Could you, could, could they, I don't know, could there be a deal where they have the, you know, one one guy gets a one-time appearance, but then you have to let your guy give us a one-time appearance. And don't forget that John Cena, before, not this past Royal Rumble, but before the Royal Rumble before that, Instagrammed a photo of Kenny from South Park, and it had the Wrestling World buzzing because people knew what that meant. Kenny Omega. Kenny. And uh, it was Cena to do that. Cena did it. Why? We never found out. Nothing ever came out of that. Omega didn't show up at Royal Rumble two years ago. He didn't show up this past Royal Rumble. Jericho shows up in New Japan. Could Omega, could they return the favor and, and lend Omega to WrestleMania the next night in New Orleans for one night only? That would be cool. That would be cool. And it would be something new in the business too, wouldn't it? Because now there's talk about Rey Mysterio. I don't know. Would that do it for you? Rey Mysterio against John Cena at WrestleMania. Does that get you fired up? And what kind of storyline would they build with that leading up to it? It may. I hope that's not it. Like, And you know who's reporting that? Justin Barrasso, Sports Illustrated, who's on this show a lot. And I'll have him in studio again before WrestleMania. I promise you that. 
But uh, he's the one that reported this, that it could be Rey Mysterio. Source is telling him. I don't want to see Rey Mysterio John Cena. I told you I didn't want to see Undertaker John Cena unless it's a casket match. But if you make me pick either Undertaker versus Cena or Rey Mysterio versus Cena, I'll take the Undertaker versus Cena. Even if it's not a casket match. I don't want to see Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio versus John Cena? What does that even, what does it do for anybody? No, I'm all set with that. I'm all set with that. But my point is the element of surprise that they have given us with John Cena's WrestleMania storyline in the month of March, month away from the thing, I, I, I think that that is a great thing for the WWE. They need to get back to that element of surprise. They have to. They have to. Because if we all know that Roman Reigns is going to win the Universal title, and because of that, you, you've kind of taken away the importance of the winner of the Royal Rumble. You know, I'm used to the winner of the Royal Rumble being in the main event at WrestleMania. Now it's a title shot. And it might not even be the main event title shot. So, what does Roman Reigns as the champ do for anybody? Especially since we know what's going to happen. The WWE needs to get back to the element of surprise. And I think John Cena's storyline gives us just that. So, that's my thoughts on WWE. And, uh... That's what I got for you on today's show. I'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, get this show whenever you want. Any show that I've ever done, whenever you want, at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast One, anywhere podcasts are available. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash dannypicard. Got some stuff coming. Got some videos coming. Couple new shows that I am going to be launching on my YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to that right now. Again, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Have a great weekend, everybody. I am out. Talk to you on Monday.